to the pod. You're here with Reggie and Xavier, your host, and this is Sometimes You're the Frog. Yo, welcome back to Sometimes You're the Frog. I know that it's been a while. Me and Xavier have both been working, I feel like is... I don't know. The only word. Pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate, precise. Like nothing else has really been going on. Um, We've just been going deeper and deeper into this lifestyle. Um, Shit, the waking day is has become work, in that we are constantly having dialectics between just each other and the house. And it's been cool to see how. That's been progressing for ourselves, but also how others have perceived that and I guess kind of been affected by that. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Just really tapping into, me and Xavier talked a lot at the beginning of this year, not only about what we wanted the podcast platform to be, but kind of what we wanted out of our, our own journeys and practices and really just honed in on this logic of like, we all play a part in shaping the world. So like in intimate ways, just trying to like, show up, be real humans, and educate ourselves. Um, And I think niggas have both been tapped into that. Um, As far as pleasure, we just wrapped the Demon Slayer season. That joint was gnarly. The execution was on point. But it, it hasn't been a lot of time to really even tap in. Like even on the anime tip, I've been watching Dress Up My Darling, but I'm like behind. We were watching Peacemaker for a little bit, and we stopped watching it. Took a break we, on it. Because like, the writing on the Black Lady was weird. Not feeling the way they were writing the show. I think, but, what was that? The Not the episode before last, but the episode before that. Right? Six? Episode yeah, six? Six which is was not just, it. Not it, yeah. Um, it just, yeah, 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 yeah. But I read that James Gunn wrote the whole season in like an eight-week span. Didn't even think it would be picked up type shit. Uh, so that's like, I don't know. I don't think that changes anything. Anything but more context. Yeah, everybody's playing fucking what? Elder Ring. Yeah, everybody's playing that. That's. Yeah. I, I, it's so. So far, it seems like there's so much more that I haven't done and tapped into yet in the game. That it does, I wouldn't feel comfortable even fully trying to go into what it offers and shit like that. I mean, it's day two. So yeah, literally, literally. It looks great release. though. Yeah, like I saw some people complain about like some glitches or something, but I literally have not experienced it's anything. Day like that. two. Yeah, it's literally day two. So, yeah, on the Elden Ring tip. I also want to um direct people our last our gap our guests before last um shayla miller who also uses freddie june um had a book release uh we mentioned it during their podcast but it's available for purchase now tender noted you can find it on their instagram you can also just search shayla miller tender noted it's at uh printed matter i believe and it's a really beautiful um it's a really beautiful text it yeah, it's it's doing a lot of things that, yeah, just some re- it's it's some real human shit in there. I'm not even going to say too much, but um, today we have 
a special guest uh, coming from Atlanta. Real into that. But before we get into the recording of the episode, we just wanted to thank you guys for being avid listeners. Thank you guys for supporting us, rather be a repost or you sharing it with your friends and being in conversation with us. For those that have reached out to us, we love that. Anybody like, I don't know, like if you have a skill, if you have a thought and you have reflections on the things that we're saying, like it wouldn't be real conversation unless the space was open for you guys to share that with us. So I hope that you feel comfortable to, you know, highlight these radically unspecified issues, topics and people with us um, and hopefully like help us really turn this pot into something that could be beneficial, not only for the communities that we want to serve, but I don't know. Yeah, and talk to us. We're active on the Instagram. So DM, leave a comment somewhere. And we're trying to be. We're letting you know this is new. We were off the grid. We came back on the grid just so we can like <laughs> reach yeah. out to niggas. <laughs> we off the quick, quick, quick. Yeah. But yeah. Um, bless. And we'll talk to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Welcome back. This is Sometimes You're the Frog. I'm Xavier. Got Reggie, of course. And joining us today, special guest, Atlanta-based artist, McKenna Lyric. Thank you for joining us. And of course, thank you for having me. Now, Reggie's been following you for like a couple years now, actually, but I'm fairly new and like I'm pretty interested to dive in like on a production standpoint, but really anywhere you want to begin, like please okay i didn't know you've been following me for that long that's really cool yeah what's it oh damn it i just i was t- just told myself to write it down xavier what's the name of the song we were just talking about can we stop time yeah can we stop time it's the first track i heard and i just started following since then cool cool yeah i actually wrote that right before i moved to atlanta so yeah i guess that was like a year and a half couple years ago crazy do you feel like uh sorry to do this is like definitely going to be kind of jumping around like sporadic ideas but um do you feel like the shift in city affected your sound in any way or like just your writing process because i'm sure writing and releasing something in one place is a whole different vibe than what's going on in atlanta Mm -hmm. that's a good question honestly the biggest shift in my creativity has honestly just been like, I don't know, like I've been a lot more secure in like um, my instrumentalism and my production. Cause it's like, I've always been singing um, and I've been doing like talent shows and shit like that. But it's like production wise, um, I'm fairly new. And I feel like um, just like, I don't know, like I've kind of been having like, what's it called? Imposter syndrome. Um, yeah, like before I moved here and like met people that were like, nah, like, like, I don't know. I've just been meeting a lot of inspiring people. So before that, I don't know, it was a lot of imposter syndrome, like, oh, like, I'm not really a producer. I'm not really an instrumentalist. Like, I'm just like a singer and like, I do some little things. Make stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, oh, I just play guitar to like go along with my singing. But I'm like, yeah, nah, like I need to validate myself in all rounds of creativity. Sure. So you say you've always been a singer. What's your, like, relationship to singing? Did you start out in church, school? You said talent shows. Yeah, Um. so, no, not church or school. I just, um, 
I don't know. I've been singing since I was like three, honestly. Um, and I don't know if y'all knew this, but McKenna Lyric, that's my government. So it was kind of like written in the stars. Like, right, right. like, yeah, I had to do something musical. So I was just like, okay. Yeah, I've always loved singing. Um, yeah. Niggas found their voice early. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, and what was the music like getting played at home? Um, is there like a, like a record player or something or like? stereo system was you, you listen more to your mom's music your dad's music mom uh-huh. and mom dad and dad i don't know definitely more of my mom's music i'd say yeah like her taste was a huge inspiration to me like she was putting me on to like denise williams mary j blige uh-huh. and ever since then i was like yes like this is it where mary j blige did you see the uh the super bowl show no i'm not a sports girl <laughs> Uh, halftime show. How was it? Well, if I remember correctly, did Mary J. Blige walk out there? I think she did. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I saw did, like a brief interview. But did y'all watch it? No, yeah, I watched it. I watched it with my family. That was when I was uh, I was back in DC for a little bit, and everybody was like, "We about to watch this." I saw Fifty Cent. Yeah, Emin- yeah, Fifty Cent hanging. Some uh, classic shit. Yeah, Eminem taking a knee. Damn. <laughs> That's so funny. That's like such a funny group of people. Mary J. Blige and Eminem. And Dr. Dre was on the piano. Kendrick. It was like kind of wild. They saying it's the best show that Super Bowl niggas have had, but Damn. we not even that sports engaged either. Like I, that was just, you know, on the Mary J. Blige tip. Period. I tried to get my a little bit of basketball. Instagram highlights mostly, but <laughs> nigga, shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <a>, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Yo, how long have you been playing the guitar? Um, I taught myself in like seventh grade, eighth grade, and it's just been growing from there, like YouTube or pretty much like yeah, it. ultimate guitar uh, riff station like I don't know I would just become like hyper fixated on certain songs and be like okay I have to learn this like this is something I have to do so yeah um, I think a lot of the first songs that I started playing like the first ones I learned were the neighborhood so it was all the same chords it wasn't anything crazy <laughs> no shade but yeah no, I feel it um yeah so yeah just been growing from there um been finding my sound where were you where have you been like drawing a lot of inspiration from recently like um hmm. well i'd say my favorite artists right now and like um the sounds that i kind of try to like emulate are christelle bofale nisi blues uh nick hakeem and moses sumney what? I think I've heard of Nick Hakeem, but I'm not familiar with the other. Can you? Yeah, yeah I know the they're, first all amazing. they're all so amazing. Um, yeah, I'd say hmm, I found Moses Sumney, I think, in high school. Uh, found out about Christelle Bofale from a tweet that Moses Sumney made about, like, giving um, Black indie artists their flowers. Like, I don't know. It's kind of like like 
a white artist could do like the bare minimum, just like white mediocrity. And everyone is like, yes, but you know what I mean? So the tweet was pretty much just like, okay, like we need to start paying attention to these black indie artists. Cause like they're coming through with some beautiful things. Um, yeah. So I started listening to Crystal Bofale, um, and then Nisi Blues. Um, I started getting into her pretty recently, but yeah. Yeah. Now you spoke on the, uh, the sort of basicness that the white artist can put out and it's like, oh yeah, like as long as you hit those certain things that we're used to, like that, mm-hmm. that was kind of the tip I was on. Mm-hmm. What side of that nuance do you feel like you're focused on that's like on the opposite tip of that? Like, what are you trying to look at right now? What you mean? Sorry. Like as far as your songwriting, music, direction, like I would... I would, I mean, is it safe to say that you feel like you're trying to align yourself in that bag if you not not already aligned with doing something that's not oh, of that. like not white me. Right, 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 right. Um, honestly, hmm, I'm trying to think. Like, so I'd say I started off as like, I don't know. Like I said, I listened to the neighborhood a lot, so it's mm. like I don't know. I was I started off doing covers and stuff like that. So um. Honestly, the genre that I'm in or the genre that I started out with at least is kind of similar to like, I don't know, like basic white shit, but doing covers and like, I don't know, just adding a little like sprinkle of soul in it. I was like, okay, like, I don't know, like it doesn't really take that much to like, I don't know, add a little extra, you know? Elevate, I see what you're saying. Exactly, exactly, yeah. I don't know mm. if I'm going to get y'all canceled for this. I'm sorry. Nice. <laughs> like, if you... Like, we've said some things, right? Here that I feel maybe at least harsh in a critique-like type of fashion. Because, mm-hmm. first of all, not everybody's an artist, even the people that say they artists. So it's like, you know, if you... If that's not your first thing on your priority, then you're not an artist in the way that those people who are putting that as their first priority are. I see. And that's the nice way of saying it. See, I really just cleaned it up. Right. But, okay, okay. Do you feel like um, you're going more of an indie direction or an R&B pushing? Because um, the sounds is more ethereal, at least to my ear and yeah actually wait 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 wait. before you answer that could i just ask um without any context could you just tell us like what genres you would associate with your sound or like yeah like words before we get like specific um yeah maybe let's maybe not even stick too close to the genre thing because we're used to more abstract thinking and just we want to encourage that Totally. No, I really support that. Um, I'd say I'd label myself as like ambient, um, harmonic, uh, hmm. like, I don't know, acoustic, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard because I'm like still finding my sound, obviously. So I'm like, what do I label myself as? Like, yeah, it's hard. Well, all three of those came up when me and Xavier were talking yesterday about oh, like really? 
texture so mm, the possible like niggas definitely tapped in yeah type type of niches you might be Here. starting to explore um definitely dreamy it's getting yeah. dreamy like yeah dreamy. for sure what else you said pastoral like it felt it feels like landscape in the way that it's like i don't know using like really ambiguous like pretty things like yeah like it's like, it's definitely that ambient thing going but yeah. it has those sparse pockets and moments that like a landscape paint it might have Period. for sure wow love that thank you yeah i'm curious about like your voice as a instrument like on a lot of the most recent tracks like the ones on Bandcamp and um is it lonely? I just wrote that shit down. Oh, the thrill of loneliness. The joint? thrill of loneliness. Like, there's like there's really interesting moments in the production and mixing that me and Xavier were talking about where like your voice and the instruments like blend together in a way. Of course, like it's like reverb and like a bunch of other elements at play. But I'm curious about like when you're writing, like what does that process look like when you're like approaching like I'm playing the guitar. And now I'm about to start singing. Like, what is? Yeah, are you imagining in your head the post production of your voice too when you're writing certain songs, or is it like you starting with the raw voice and then all the other stuff kind of just becomes part of the process and you hear it and quirk and edit it out then? So I have like kind of like an equation when I'm producing my own stuff. Like it always starts with guitar. It's always like, let me come up with a little loop and just like, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, on top of that. And then usually that comes with like either bass or guitar harmonies. Um, and then my voice is last a lot of the time, like, yeah, either my voice is last or like little like synths or like bells here and there are last. But um, yeah, honestly, I try like my biggest goal in production is to make everything seem like like a pie, like I'm baking it all together. It's not like like, um, I don't know, like guitar, voice, this, that, like I want it to be all baked together, like a little sexy pie. So yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes like with harmonies, like vocal harmonies, um, I try to bring those up more than like, I feel like typically they would be brought up like for songs on the radio or anything like that. Cause I don't know, like I want it to be like, like every little piece of the song is valuable. You know what I mean? Like I don't want anything to be behind anything else. Like I want it to all be together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, first of all, it's interesting that you feel like you've always been a singer, but it's now, you know, it, you, to spend a lot of time developing all the other aspects of the music or even just the sound experience. And then finally you get to use your voice. But I also want to ask, um, do you feel like that when you, let's say, like, that's so interesting. Like, do you build the harmonies like off of the idea that you had in your head or off of the guitar ideas? Yeah, I'm curious about that too. Like how much improvisation is in the process? Right, right. Okay. Um. Honestly, the harmonies are always improv. Like pretty much everything is improv, like the instrumental, everything but the lyrics. The lyrics are something that I spend a lot of time on, honestly, because I'm mm -hmm. like, 
that's my name. Like, if I'm not good at that, then then what now? You know? <laughs> um, so yeah, um, a lot of improvisation and then just like going back and tweaking it the ways that I want. So you feel like, okay, so you do, you know, experiment with some vocal ideas, but then it's like, okay, I got sort of the flow down. Mm-hmm. Now I'll come back with the words and okay, that's yeah. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, yeah, just figuring out the melody and then comes, like, structure. Because I don't know anything about, like, um, music theory or anything like that. So it's pretty much just, like, fucking around, which I feel like is where a lot of the imposter syndrome came from. Because it's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's like, I know what I'm doing, you know? No. You gotta You're... stand in that. You do. And it's good that you already starting to because it's first of all, it's gonna be people that's being like, first of all, wait, okay, when people tell you that you shouldn't be doing that, that's only because well, the people that actually give a fuck, there's a separation. Some people are just trying to hate. But the people who actually give a fuck and they tell you that, they at least are saying that because sometimes the structure can add to the raw ability like sometimes you need the technical just to know how to execute you know maybe I don't need all the 10,000 hours of piano thing but I do need to know how to do this specific Mm -hmm. couple chords for this moment like and it seems like you understand that so definitely stand in that yeah yeah I, I mean I like have a sidebar like love love of like synth and ambient music and when I like first started like really like doing that the imposter syndrome is so real like because the music theory niggas like they be so educated that they just radiate context and when you don't have context that should just be producing like a super specific type of anxiety it's like Mm. it's like hmm. and it's also the thing of like what if I'm just not doing the same thing you're doing like your context might not suit my process when I'm getting to like if you feel like you're getting to what you need to get to whatever truth you find it right now and you feel like you're super satisfied you're getting satisfaction and you know we all have those okay it's on to the next after I done did that one thing like now I'm picking at it now I'm trying to see like what's next after this how can I grow become better with all that shit Mm -hmm. In that it's still like I'm putting out things. Um that's already one thing I'm sharing. I'm like, Yeah. There's multiple aspects to it. Totally. Yeah, like it doesn't really matter how you come to a conclusion, like a musical or a creative conclusion. Like as long as you're there and you're happy with it, like, yeah, you're there. But also if you like lost. Definitely research is the practice. <laughs> no, research is the practice of all good art. Like, that doesn't necessarily mean going to school, all that shit, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, just I like you, you're just looking for a sound, you gotta, right, you gotta listen. Research is, could literally just be you listening to a, the same song over and over. How did they master it like that? How did the, you know what I mean, the hi-hat sit right there when his voice is doing all that? Okay. Those type of questions, like, and on a production tip, Atlanta is, you know what I mean, 
are you tapping into certain communities out there? Yeah, like, I, I want to know, like, what's the, how has the move been informing the creative process? Because I, I was so happy, the first, one of the first things you mentioned was just how community has, like, shaped your, like, I don't know, where you're at right now. And, like, it's a weird-ass time outside. It's a weird-ass time for a lot of people internally. And as artists, you know, like, we have an outlet. A lot of people don't have outlets. Totally. Um, so I guess I'm just curious, like, how does your day-to-day been informed in the process? Like, how do you spend your time? Are you, like, in a group? Like, do you have, like, certain people that you want to, like, put out there? Because also you mentioned earlier Black indie folks need their more shine. And I, if you want to fire off a list of people just to inform listeners of people, like, they should be tapping into, let's do that before we, like, move Period. Well, definitely Christelle Beaufort, Nisi Blues, like, period, point blank. They're amazing. Like, yeah, amazing. But um, how my day-to-day affects my creative process. Honestly, like, well, okay, with the community thing, I'd say I've been trying to get into the Atlanta community. I feel like, um, like, the musical community, um, I don't know, it's been kind of hard to find, like, people that I kind of align with creatively, especially because of COVID, because it's like, I'm not just gonna like, go to some random niggas studio, you know? (laughs) But- um, Especially in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I've met um, some really good people. Like I'd say, even when I was in Missoula, I was meeting some really amazing people um, virtually that Mm. I would collaborate with. but yeah, uh, Lucid Luke, that is my partner. Um, they yeah, have been they, in, like- I saw a song with- Yes, with yeah, we just released yeah. a song together um, on Valentine's Day. But yeah, like, I'd say that they have been like an extreme catalyst and like just my confidence in being a musician, you know? And like, yeah, yeah. Um, just being able to be like, okay, like, I'm not just a singer. Like, I don't just like throw melodies around. Like, like I'm a producer, I'm an instrumentalist, like I'm a full artist. So yeah, they have definitely been like the main person just like telling me how it is. I mean, you're doing it. You know, it wasn't even, it wasn't even like they were trying to just hype you up. It was like, nah, like, I'm actually listening to your shit right now. What do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You should be telling me. <laughs> That's funny. Cause you're the the content is fire. Like in plain sense. Like I haven't put it. I literally just learned about you less than a week ago and he was like, Yeah, I'm thinking about this person for the podcast. Usually we do a whole little vetting thing. I'm listening, I'm like, first song, I'm like, playing another one. Play another one. Period. Like, thank you for the support. So please, like, yo, definitely standing that, and I know it's definitely weird because COVID, and like, how do you even face people in a time like this mm-hmm. with your content at the same time, and especially with sound, it's like a whole different. Yeah. But. As a fellow internet body right now, I'm hearing and I'm saying, yeah, definitely, for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, All of that, 
yes <laughs> but i'm i want to ask about like your choice in like aesthetic and like what visuals you like associate for yourself with some of the things that you're doing because there seems to be like a continuity across like the platforms like black folks are being centered mm -hmm. specifically like people outdoors like just living is being centered like i really appreciate like it i don't know if like i told xavier earlier like it's some like road trip meadows mountain music it's like it's mm. very like i know I, i'm just is that intentional i guess is what yeah. i uh, honestly right. yeah i'm really happy that you said that because that is what i'm trying to give off and i think that comes from my upbringing in montana so like yeah like when i was really getting into like writing stuff like um releasing stuff like the first time um or the first song that i released um like on all platforms was the beautiful one stretched and then i shortly released um can we stop time after that so mm -hmm. um yeah like that was when i was like really tapping into creating and putting out and like um expressing myself publicly and that was right before i moved and that was in a period where i was like damn like i really need to just like sit here and realize like i need to live in the present i need to appreciate where i'm at because um for a while, obviously, I was just like, um, you know, I need to move, like, I need to get out of here. Like, I was just so unsatisfied with where I was at, obviously, like, I don't know, it's Montana, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm letting you know, I don't know anything about Montana. Period. Nah, keep it that way. <laughs> like, um, I mean, okay, I'll tell you a little bit. Um, the demographics are mm, a little iffy a little dangerous for us honestly um i see yeah my city it had like eighty thousand people and like 300 black people like yeah nah <laughs> <laughs> hey that's kind of you You was born and grew up there yes what, what was yeah. that like yeah that's vastly different from that's from what our i'm experience. saying no yeah it was crazy like it was just a feeling of like unsatisfaction like extreme loneliness honestly like just not really finding anyone that um like sees things the way that i do like always having to explain myself to people like having to educate people all the time like always being like the person inspiring other people but never being inspired back just like constantly giving 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 you know um yeah so yeah i was just like i want to fucking leave i don't like this shit but um yeah like at the tail end when i was like okay i'm going to atlanta like this is for real happening i was like damn like look over there like there's a giant snow-capped mountain over there like, how did I never notice that before? You know what I mean? So I was like, let me sit in the present and like appreciate how things are in the present. Cause it's like, I don't know, things are always gonna be hard. You know what I mean? But I don't know, there's like a light. There's always like, like a light, like what's the the lightning? You know what I'm trying to say? Like the, the bottle. Yeah, like the, what's the- um? This you, is thing. You capture the light, it's some Southern shit. Capture lightning in a bottle. Like you gotta something with a lightning like bolt that you catch it right at the, the time. Cloud. What am I <laughs> is that like a real thing? Yeah. Just, no, not, I don't know if it's nah. bro. <laughs> 
the silver lining. Something. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. So yes, there's always that in any situation, and I really do believe that. So um, yeah, can we stop time? Is pretty much just about that, like trying to desperately hold on to the present and like really be mindful and be like, okay, this is the beauty in it, and let me like soak it up, you know. Firstly, I applaud you in that because as a black body, like we've, well, I'll speak for myself because I know this is true for Reggie too, but I'll stay with myself. Like I've encountered a lot of people that have grown up in white, predominantly white environments. That's like a really predominantly white environment too. Oh yeah. And it's not the same experience. Like maybe they're more... They didn't have that power in that moment, in those moments, when they were growing up to be like, uh, nah, like, there's a difference. That's cool, though. Like, mm-hmm. it was more like, maybe they felt like they had to perform. Maybe they, you know, and now they're starting to deal with it as many adults, like, dealing with their own Blackness, which is something that does not radiate off of you at all. Like, I did not, like, you say you was at ATL, I'm like, okay. Yeah, and then he was like, you're from Montana. I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then he was like, he was born and you grew up there. Like, you do not give off. Like, me and Reggie, we talk about this because we're always talking about the dynamics of Blackness and just how expensive the experience can be and, like, how people just deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's good to see. That's all I'm going to say. Period. Well, I appreciate that. I really do appreciate it. Like, it was a journey. And I feel like with self-love with every Black person, like, it's a journey. Like, we don't have the privilege of looking in the mirror and being like, damn, like, this is beautiful because it's like the world doesn't show us that. Like, you'll be like, like, in the grocery line with your mom, like looking at all the magazines around and it's like, oh, white person. Oh, skinny nose. Oh, small lips. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, like, yeah, and if you're in a predominantly white place and, like, you're seeing all these girls around you and, like, like they look nothing like you, you're like, oh, like, I think that person's pretty, but, like, I don't look anything like that. So, like, what does that mean, you know? But, yeah, yeah, like, I think... And people, look, from that question, you know what I mean? And to those listening, you feel like you don't really know who you are. <laughs> Pause, bro. Take a pause. Stop looking elsewhere. That's the first problem. Like, yeah. I mean, even this is the artist hood applies to self hood. Like, just keep making. Yeah. Put that shit out there. Like, reflect on it. Don't not make it and just think about shit all day. Be in your room all day, not experiencing the world. Like, and at this point, that last tip is definitely contingent on you know, you going out into the world because World War Three and Ukraine, prayers out to Ukraine, but shit like that. But y'all know what I mean, being social and shit. Sorry about that. But anyways, I wanted to know, um, and you can let me know if this is like, one, too broad of a question and not specific. And two, if it is specific, mm-hmm. if it's like, hmm, nigga, I'm not really trying to talk about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, you said earlier just about like, being present and how like kind of observing nature being in your day-to-day has allowed you to just you know change certain considerations in that presentness like being like oh I just need to be in this moment this shit is beautiful I'm enjoying just 
around. I'm curious, like, one, if that is, like, something that's, like, always been there or something that you had to, like, work up to an understanding of or an appreciation of. So I guess that's, that's one. That's mm-hmm. the first part of the question. Okay, yeah. Like, um, so I'll say I have not always been as present as I'd like to be. And, like, um, like I said before, like, it was kind of, like, the tail end of me, like, um, actually living in Montana. So um, I was, like, now that I saw, like, the exit plan, I'm, like, damn, like, I don't know. Let me appreciate where I'm at right now, you know? Because, um, yeah, I don't know. When you're stuck in a situation for your entire life, it's, like, this is all it is. Like, this is all it'll ever be. But I was like, okay, like change is coming. Like my life is about to drastically change. Like everything is going to be uprooted. Like I'm going to meet new people. I'm going to be in a new environment. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to be, you know, like starting my adulthood. So, um, yeah, I was just like, let me be present and like really soak up the last of, um, I don't know, like the good of Montana. Cause, um, with all the, demographic stuff obviously that's a downside but um it did give me like a really good foundation of like connection with nature because um there's no big cities really like I don't know the biggest city is probably like a hundred thousand in the entire state so yeah like a lot of small towns um yeah no skyscrapers or anything like that just mountains rivers meadows um Thank you for that. That was like put. But two part two of that question is: Do you have any like advice or things to say on you know finding presentness through art, finding presentness through nature, like for like people that are out there listening? There's something me and Xavier we talk about all the time, just about like how like a stroll or a walk can be everything that you need for like and shit and like really thinking about that and honoring it with the level of thought that I would honor I don't know my fucking taxes with or something but like I'm just curious like if you had to try to describe a method or a formula for folks like what would that be um well okay I'm only gonna speak on like my own personality and my own ways of doing this but I'd say like structure and routine is how I kind of accomplished that like during my last summer there I was like let me focus completely on myself I didn't have a job I was just chilling waiting for the next chapter of my life you know so I was like like okay this is my last summer in my hometown I have the freedom to basically do whatever I want so I'm like what do I want to do like just asking myself what do I want to do so um I was going on walks like you said a stroll can change your life I was going on walks a lot of the time like little nature walks um I was journaling a lot um which is really helpful do y'all journal do y'all get into that period as you should no it's like yeah like it just gives you the opportunity to like slow everything down like I I think my mind just like moves pretty fast like one thought to the next to the next so it's like it just gives you the opportunity to sit down and be like what am I thinking let me write it out you know yeah I mean especially if you're your person who's like you said you are engaged in presentness like mm-hmm. sometimes you just be flowing you doing a bunch of shit that day too like mm-hmm. you really be engaged and you get to one part of the day you like damn it's still the same day mm-hmm. then get to the end of the day and be like damn I did a bunch of shit today. Totally. 
Yeah. So yeah, just, um, yeah, I had a pretty good routine. I was going outside every day. I was journaling. Um, I was feeding myself, which people tend to forget people being me. (laughs) Um, yeah, just having a good routine, like focusing solely on myself and like how I can get myself to the point, like to the spiritual point of being able to like move on to the next chapter. For sure. It's crazy because like presentness was like the first thing that came up for me when I was listening, when I had originally found the music Mm -hmm. and I would say like one, like me and Xavier, we're like, we just been, we're not like, we don't have like a nine to five where you like do a bunch of like freelance art gigs and then our own like personal practice shit. So we get to spend a lot of time just being in conversation, Mm -hmm. but we just been trying to be more conscious of the fact that like, you know, like Xavier always says this to me, like, unconscious bias, unconscious release, like just through the shit that we make and do, rather it be like some food, like like with some intention, like I'll let you write to yourself, but like on the music tip, that shit is so like sensorial already as a medium. So when you feel like a sense of presentness and a sense of urgency, Mm -hmm. like in the songwriting, it's like, it's always like a pleasant surprise. I mean, anytime you get like any like real little human, human little moment, in anything it's like a surprise but yeah so what other shit as far as like the process do you be tapping into like are you like doodling out like your ideas like do you have other outlets like are you like i don't know also it's a surprise because everybody don't be artists but continue sorry um doodling honestly no I would not say that I'm like a visual artist but as for like being present in my art I kind of just throw myself into it like I think my personality type um like I don't know I kind of I don't leave a lot of room for preparation sometimes so I'm like okay the only way to get into it is to just get into it so yeah that's pretty much it and then um yeah, like, I'm not going to say every single time that I create something, like, I've become completely enveloped in the moment, because, like, yeah, that would be a lie, but, um, yeah, like, yeah, just jumping into it, seeing what comes from it, hoping um, I'll be, like, in the right mindset, because that's another thing, like, I don't know, sometimes I'm just, like, ugh, like, I don't want to do this right now, I don't want to fucking play guitar, you know? Now, when you say get into it, do you mean, like, like, what is your like specifically what are you starting with like are you is your stuff already set up are you plugging shit up is that like part of it too or is it like you enter the workspace it's already set up you picking up and you you know what is what is getting into it so specifically well okay I usually I try to have everything completely set up because like um a big turnoff for me from like creating is like, oh, I have to plug this into this. I have to like find an outlet. I have to do this. And like, that will completely steer me away. I'm like, I don't even want to do this shit anymore because this is so much preparation. So yeah, just like um, picking up the guitar. Like I said, that's like the base level. Like that's the first thing that I record, just picking up the guitar, fucking around with it um, and just seeing what comes from it. Yeah. That's pretty much where I was at with it. Thank you for answering that. Yeah, that's all. 
Yeah, we be trying to figure out if like niggas be super meticulous or just be like living it and kind of cruising through it. Cause we we've also like, I don't know, like I spent a lot of time doing like studio visits and like art criticism shit on some work shit. So I spent a lot of time just like talking with people about their projects. Mm-hmm. And it's really crazy just like one on some black shit specifically that that all inherent urgency that niggas be having when it comes to creativity. It's like yeah, if I'm gonna put this out in the world, it's gonna be something. I'm not about to waste space. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it's like the other flip side of like, you're in like a transitional period. Like you said uh, before we helped them call that you were like, or I overheard you say that you were like in school, like now, and you're like in a new place and shit. And like, I don't know, just processing that as a viewer, like not with that context, with the music, like, um, sweet goodbyes becomes really interesting like that track I've been like listening to over the last couple of days figure out what I feel about it and with that context just on some is it actually new shit or is it just released new shit like first before um okay so that song is actually I'm really glad that you listened to that because like in my mind I'm like oh that's a little throwaway song like that's like a seed um, no the band camp tracks is really weird it's all the band camp tracks are crazy just yeah, on like a production those. and mixing standpoint yeah, 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 like yeah. one on some like they just sound good they have like a, a texture to them and two when you get all of the tracks that are in that continuity of your work, because I know that you also have covers mm-hmm. and shit, like you also have like features and stuff, but when you hear the things that sound like your ideas, like mm-hmm. consistently, you really get a feel for like, I don't know, all the shit we were talking about before, like the landscape, like mm-hmm. the sublime, like just tapping into like beauty on some like black shit, just like, nigga, I'm living it. Like that yeah. shit, yeah, so. Wow. Well, thank you so much for that. Um, But that song, I wrote that, hmm, I'm trying to think like how long before I released it, like did I actually create it? Um, I feel like it was probably within like the same month or two. Like I can be really um, spontaneous with my releases, like um, Thrill of Loneliness. Like I literally threw that shit out like the next week. But um uh sweet goodbyes that's actually about one of my best friends who i had known since um my junior year of high school um they live in new jersey and i was in montana and like my brother also lives in brooklyn so um like her name's kiara we were like texting and stuff like that like we were little internet friends and then i went to brooklyn she met me there we had a beautiful day together and then like since then we were kind of just like you know, like internet friends again. And then once mm-hmm. I moved to Atlanta, like we were geographically closer. So it was a lot easier to see her. So she flew down. Um, and yeah, like she helped me move into my new apartment. Like it was just really nice. Like it was a really beautiful step, like a, yeah, like a step up in our friendship. I was like, oh, this is so beautiful. Like I'm seeing you, like you're like, I can touch you right now. Um, but yeah, um, she came here a couple times and I think I wrote that after the second time she was here. Um, it's actually quite literal, like, yeah, just writing about like, like, I'll see you again. Like, yeah, like our sweet goodbyes, you know. Yeah, very wholesome. Where do you go when you write? Uh, what you mean, physically or? You can oh. answer it. Yeah, just answer yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, however you take so that. I, mm, I 
I feel like I go into like the deepest parts of my mind. Like sometimes I feel like when I'm writing, it's like something else. Maybe, I mean, I guess not something else, not something foreign, but it's like something else that I don't usually tap into is like Mm -hmm. speaking through me sometimes. And so I'm like, just kind of expressing, just kind of like um, improvising. And then like later on, maybe like a couple weeks or like a couple months later, I'm like, damn, that was really like, like I was really tapping into something that I didn't realize I was going through. You know what I mean? yeah, like, wow, the lyrics are very relevant to my life. But yeah, where do I go? Just the deepest parts of myself, honestly, like the most vulnerable parts of myself, the rawness. You feel like you can write around others? Or is it like a more intimate, like I need to be with myself type of thing? Um, for it to actually be 100% me and 100% like vulnerable I do have to be alone like I've collaborated with people and stuff like that in person but um yeah it's just easier when I can like verbalize the ideas instead of like being embarrassed like oh what if I uh, you know what I mean like yeah there's really none of that embarrassment when you're by yourself so yeah it's just expressing I definitely suffer from that a little bit too so I get yeah. that I'm curious is like, oh, fuck, I have to build a context. Okay, so I'm going to say, just for the sake of conversation, like channeling internal creativity, channeling sphere, whatever you want to like apply to that. Like, is that something that you had to build a comfortability for? Because I know for me on the visual art and even in like some of my sonic shit, there'd be moments where like, I'll really start like tapping and really be understanding that I may not know like what's happening but through these experimentations I'm finding really interesting things but then like the moment I'll have to explain it I'll feel like shot and I'll be like I mean I don't know let me let me give you a bunch of like words I'm not on that now but I'm curious like is that like where is that like where are you at in that part of that journey um that's a good question so I'd say like when I was first starting out music, like I was very, I don't know, like um, the ability to be vulnerable. Like I started when I was a kid. So it's like kids obviously don't have a lot of embarrassment to them. Like they just go, they just do. So um, I feel like my process has kind of, it's been like this, like up and down, like depending on where I am, like just in my life, like do I feel comfortable with myself? Do I feel comfortable expressing how I feel if, if that's, a no, then like, yeah, that shows through my creative process. But um, yeah, it's just kind of been an up and a down. Right now, I'd say I'm on like a slope up. Um, Yeah, I'm still figuring it out. I'm still trying to be really honest with myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, just trying to be honest with myself, trying to figure out like the level of vulnerability that I'm like like what's the goal like where am I trying to get to you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's also like it's really I mean this shifts depending on where you be at location place in life all that other jazz but it's also really interesting trying to figure out like how much vulnerability is your personal vulnerability and how much vulnerability is your perceived vulnerability Mm because I also think just on a making tip there are definitely moments where like there's little pockets for yourself, like in little pockets for you to like, I don't know, liberate something super specific that you don't don't even have the vocabulary for, but you know, you hear it and you're like, yeah. 
So like, yeah, that shit is like, I don't know. That's that type of hard, like really hard internal work that just you get an answer for randomly on a day you're not thinking about it. Like you're just on a bus. You're like, damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Word. Um, I think Xavier's gonna ask you this, but I'm forgot. <laughs> Jumbled. I said I think Xavier's gonna ask you this, but I'm gonna say it because we're getting like close on a time thing. Mm-hmm. But okay. how do you spend your free time? Like, what is? And also, are we allowed to talk about like school and like what you're going to school for? Is that something you're comfortable? Yeah. With? Um. So I'm picking a year off right now I only had like um like yeah like a an online year um I went to school for social work so I'm planning on getting back into that I want to be a grief therapist eventually um but yeah yeah that's my school life just on a brief intermission right now but um how I spend my day hmm. I'd say right now I am in the process of trying to like um, really appreciate alone time. So I don't know, like, yeah, I'd say if I'm alone, I honestly don't know. Like, I don't really have a routine. Like, you know how I was talking about like before I had a routine, I would do this, I would do that. I think honestly ever since I moved here I've been trying to get back into that so it's been like a process of like oh today I'm doing this today I'm like being really productive I'm going outside I'm doing the things that I like and then other times like I've just been fucking around for a week you know yeah yeah Something, so, what are some of those things like it could be might go to the, the neighborhood gym might go to the pool might what are your specific right so like maybe it's you gotta like a little sweet that you tap into every once in a while. Right. Um, okay. So uh a couple summers ago I was really into roller skating. So that's something I've been trying to do. Like if I had a perfect day, I would like wake up really early, like make a little smoothie or something like that, and just like roller skate. Like, um, I think one thing, like um one hindrance in Atlanta, like after I moved here, a hindrance, um, from that was just like not knowing where to go you know what I mean because it's like I was in the same city my entire life and it was small as fuck like you could just walk around that bitch in 10 minutes so I knew all the little spots but um yeah I just recently found a spot here um that I like to roller skate at it's like a um like a tennis court with trees all around it so that's a nice little yeah right um what else um making music obviously like I have a mindset of like accomplishment so like yeah like my brain just works like if I'm not creating or if I'm not doing something like if I don't have something to like come back to at the end of the day and be like journaling like I did this I did this then I don't know I just feel a sense of like I don't know like guilt kind of like uh what am I really doing and I feel like that comes with um our age group also like we have a sense of urgency like you were saying with like creating like oh I have to do this I have to do this I don't have enough time you know um yeah do you feel like for you that it's more tied to artistic activities or it can be anything that grants you a sense of fulfillment 
I think it's mostly artistic just because um, this is my year off of school. So objectively, this is the time when I should be completely focused on it. Um, but yeah, so if I'm not like writing a song every day or like playing guitar every day, I don't know. I just feel guilty for whatever reason. I shouldn't realistically. I mean, sometimes you need to take space from the work, meditate on it. I mean, this... no, and that's the balance that I'm trying to find. Like, cause before I was like, I need to be on it. Like I need to be on the grind. I need to be like doing something every day. And then like the other side of it is like, Oh, I'm going to like exhaust myself. Like I'm not going to have any creative juice left in me if I keep squeezing it out like this. So yeah, I've been trying to find the balance between those. And also tapping into another aspect of your art making can help too like I had to step away from painting for a while this thing has been sitting here for at least a year if not Period. definitely longer than a year Period. Now, I have not really touched it okay it's been a music tip for a while I'm like uh trying to get these you know, all this shit off so yeah. stepping away is definitely necessary don't feel guilty and just thinking about the work pushing it away taking breaks because on some human shit sleep is extremely viable for like, real no yeah like yeah true no. also i want to like push the agenda to that like living is definitely like all the art like as long as you're being consistent and like respectful and like diligent the shit is going to like manifest itself you it's like true. we should be able to wake up you know eat a fucking smoothie and like music it out like I just like like I feel like me and Xavier we talk about this so much, just like changing the context. Like there's just such a difference between like work and labor. Like we should not be doing fucking labor. Like we should be like doing work, like and honoring that, and then being out in the world. Period. Like what did you say before we got on the call, Xavier? You were talking about how you was like, yo, put you was like, we're definitely as humans just really tapped in appreciating people who do stuff oh yeah like and, it don't even matter if you yeah. you don't even have to be that crazy at it like you really doing some shit and you just doing it like it could literally like bro if we see a random old dude on the street he don't he mind his business but he really dancing to some shit like he really fucking it up you're like you gonna you gonna pause and like damn like this nigga spinning on his head? Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody's going to be like, damn, that nigga was really spinning on his head. And if he asks you for tips, he might get to, like... Literally. But, bro, people I be so caught up on the other shit. It's like, if you wanted to be bigger than that, that don't mean that you have to make the biggest thing. Like, no, your shit's going to be big if you was really tapped into it because that's what we like. True. As just humans, like everybody, like you know I mean, there's you can there's plenty of shit you can say about McDonald's, for example, but they have been doing their thing for that <laughs> long. That's what I'm saying. Like they have figured out how I mean, to make nuggets lie. and fries fast and crispy and all that. Whatever you you know what I mean, I'm not even <laughs> a deep fan like that. But that's just an example of like. We know this joint low key. If we overeat this, I mean, it's not doing the best things for our body. Right. As compared to a fruit, vegetable. Simple. But they've been doing their shit. And it's, they like, yo. I don't even know how long. Like, how old is McDonald's? How long have they been doing it? Right. 
Actually, I'm gonna see. That's yeah. yeah like, I don't even know. It probably started out as like some wholesome thing, like a little family. They're like, oh, I want to give out burgers. I want to like give everyone a smile. And now it's just this giant corporation, <laughs> like really? sucking the life out of people. But it's cheap. And McDonald's kind of young. Really? They're only sixty six years old. Yeah. Damn. 1955. There was cars. Yeah. <laughs> there was cars. Yeah. Yo, Starbucks been around for 50 years? That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's another name. But, um, fuck. What up? And, like, bro, and we was just on the tip of, like, being really in your bag, and I'll just leave this for the listeners, bro. Like, think about all those moments you see on your social, your chosen social media app. Mm-hmm. All them hearts, all them likes, for a random person just really doing whatever, like, even if it's cringy, like, it's super cringy, but they're really doing this cringy dance, saying this, and you like, bruh, like, maybe you like, you think it's corny enough, you fuck with it, you like, all right, you know what, and they make that shit every week, you like, bro, and maybe they, you, maybe they've been hip to it, that make you appreciate it more. It's true. Literally. It is true. Someone is staying true to themselves and releasing the things that, like, they want to release without any shame. That's the attraction. Like, people doing things without shame. That's all this life about, man. Yeah, authentic. And on the social aspect. On the social tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nuance to other places, unfortunately. Um, shit. I get Oh, what's your interest in being a grief counselor? Um, so I, my mom actually passed away when I was in eighth grade and, um, I went to a grief therapist for a little bit, but I don't know, like, I don't know. I didn't really connect with her and I didn't really, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really see it as that helpful. Um, cause I saw her for like maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks. Um, but I was like this if I did connect with her and if I did have the privilege of like going through that process with a professional, um, I think just like the way that I am, like I think things would have turned out a little bit better in my grief process, you know? Um, And also, I mean, it's like, as black people, we're forced to see, or yeah, like we're forced to see death all the time. Like we're forced to see videos of people being fucking killed. You know what I mean? And just like scroll past it, like, oh, like there's another one, there's another one. So I think like um, specifically in like um, the therapy field, there needs to be more black people. Um, yeah, cause it's like, if you're going to a white therapist, it's like you, you're obviously going to have to over explain shit. Like I could just say something to y'all that like only black people would get. And you'd be like, okay, yeah. But like, if it was someone else, they'd be like, okay, will you explain that more? And that's exhausting. You know what I mean? Like what I was saying about living in Montana, constantly having to over explain myself, constantly having to like educate other people, it takes the life out of you. So um, yeah, I just, eventually I want to be able to be the person that like, um, like someone going through a tough time, like in terms of grief, like I don't want, them to have to over explain themselves to me. Like I think black people deserve the privilege of going through the process properly and like, yeah, you know, dealing with everything as I'm assuming everyone else does, you know? That's really um 
noteworthy and like remarkable book, remarkable of you. Um, this then my next question has a little bit of nuance and is related to that. And maybe Reggie, you can help me word this because just even trying to formulate, but I'll kind of try to. I'm curious to like just your relationship to that in general. Like, there's this, I guess, tradition that black people carry or like this torch fire of where like on a communal sense we help each other and like we're about you know black excellence and like shit like that just like the whole bag of it like the brotherhood of it the sisterhood of it all of it like and I'm I guess I'm trying to ask like how much that intersects with your own individuality and if the grief counseling, I mean, you have your own personal experiences, but I guess I'm trying to ask like, and of course you're still young and I mean, all these questions are subject to change, whatever. But I guess where in that do you stand in general, but also when it comes to like your career choices and mm-hmm. education choices right now. So like where does um, a sense of community fall in like my wanting to do that? That's yeah, true. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Before, I... you, before you answer that, McKenna, I'm so sorry, but it's going to cut off in nine minutes. I'm going to make okay. another one. Okay, cool. That's this okay. should be the last time we have to do yeah. That's okay. Um, so honestly, I... Um, hmm, how do I answer this? Okay. Um, so to answer your question, I think like, so since I was born and raised in such um a white place like there wasn't really any community like there wasn't a black community in general like there was but it was very small like ours not really accessible exactly exactly so um yeah i guess that was kind of something like in my childhood like i craved you know what i mean because um like i would visit my family um in like miami and stuff like that um like semi often so it's something i had like little hints of you know what i mean like little i got to experience it in short blips so Mm -hmm. it's something i knew that i wanted um so i guess as far as like wanting to be a grief counselor i just want um i want anyone who seeks community to be able to find it in someone that's helping them through the process okay Mm -hmm. i see i see it so it is you know partially that but this is very much so like still where you are going to be sent your work regardless if you're a grief therapist or not Mm -hmm. you feel like that is like something like inherent in the music like already or do you think that that's just something you're just conscious of in the way you process like the world so it's like already embedded or is it like I'm making music for people to like project into and have as outlet um I honestly don't know like I guess I don't have like a um like a goal like when I make music I well I guess my goal for music it doesn't really have anything to do with like grief or like I guess, yeah, community sort of, I'm trying to like piece all these ideas together. So my goal in music is to show everyone that like black people can create anything. So like right now, I guess we'd say that like my genre is primarily like like 
ambient guitar, but like in the future, I'm planning on doing like rock, like everything, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, just the overall goal is to show black people that like, I don't know, we shouldn't be boxed in. So I guess, hmm, I guess that sort of ties to community. And just off the top of your head, if this is something you're even with engaging with, what are things that you would want to say to like listeners to, you know, keep in context when they're listening to like your content for basically like what are things that you're hoping that they receive? Like what are things that, I mean, you're working through through it that, I don't know. What you know, we, we know that you were developing a sound, but Mm-hmm. Where is the sound right now? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. I think if I were to tell my viewers something before they listen to like my entire discography, I'd be like, okay, just rest. Like just rest and just soak this moment in. Like we were talking about being present, like um yeah, like allow yourself time to rest, allow yourself time to just sit here, um, like pick up on all like the senses that you're experiencing, listen to the music, just become immersed in the present. It's that intentional listening shit, Xavier. I'm telling you, I have this theory that like niggas making music at home and just the wave of like constant information just has so many people just tap into like, I'm gonna play this shit for my homies. Let me know what y'all think. But on some really radical shit, like niggas be eyes closed, like really listening to niggas these days. That shit is like it's different. I, I mean, there's we're, also we're getting the, back to it. I don't know if it's different. I feel yeah, like it's, no, it's it, there is a difference because there's also the the nuance of you got these now. That is and true. And we're indoors. That is true. Like that is a lot true. of people are rocking around with AirPods or earphones, you know, headphones, whatever. So, and there's noise canceling too. So the previous experience as music continues to develop, you know, it's been, first it was certain spaces that had the fucking whatever the shit was, stenograph. I mean, live instruments, of course, has always been a thing, but recorded music, you know, you even in certain spaces and it's, you gotta be around certain people that's making it live, you know what I mean? Just the evolution of it, so. There is definitely that nuance of in our pocket of like, no, I'm listening to your shit and nothing else. I can actually be isolated for this next, however long you got me isolated. Mm -hmm. Closing my eyes as to that too. There's like a fear with that as an artist though. You know what I mean? Cause it's like sometimes when you have like your giant headphones on and you're like in like mixing, you're like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be so hard on myself because no one is gonna listen to it like this. But in reality- and, and look, even the people that, that, even the people that do as a listener, and this definitely comes from me being an artist first, mm-hmm. but as a list, well, I guess, whatever. This definitely comes from the artist side. like. Mm-hmm. I try to give whatever I'm experiencing, consuming, the benefit yeah. of, it's literally anything, the benefit of like, somebody sat there. A nigga made that shit. And took the time yeah. to optimize whatever is happening the closest they could. Right. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, that's for me though. I know everybody's not tapped into that. And the people that even do are listening super close, they don't know what's 
even the people that's not taking that extra amount of consideration, intentionality, they don't know what's a mistake and what's not. And some people will, will sit there and project on you and be like, the mistakes are part of it. <laughs> I don't, you know, I think it depends on what, you know, what you're trying to do with the work. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother, uh, but I hear you on the mix of things. Some things are just like, yeah, that's, I mean, let me fix that. Right. Yeah. No, but it's like, it's flattering. Like, yeah. Having people listen to your stuff with intention is like really beautiful. Like being able to reach people and like have people come up with their own interpretations of your lyrics and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's beautiful. Like, obviously there's a sense of fear with it, but Mm -hmm. yeah, overall, it's really nice. That's, that's our favorite part. We talk about that like all the time, just the totality of experiencing art. Like people don't understand that the mingling, the talking, the like getting to know somebody through like what they've shared with you and your reflections being your introduction to each other is so specific. Like, yeah. And that's and, something to look and at so, and admire too. Like just that moment of like, mm-hmm. I did this thing in my spare time. We're now in a space together looking at it, whether you fuck with it or not, like, we're all here for this thing. Yeah. Um. Before we get like too far, because it's yeah, yeah, we're getting kind of close. Do you have like any questions for us before we hop off, or yeah, anything? I know we kind of just been in more of an interview yeah. mode. Yeah, that's okay. Um. So y'all are both from Chicago. No, 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 no. So I'm from DC. Okay. We both went to uh yeah. an arts high school together, mm-hmm. and then. He's actually yeah, I'm from Maryland. Yeah. He's, he's actually from Maryland. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm from PG yeah. specifically. For all those listeners. But um <laughs> Southeast DC is where I hail from. Yeah. Uh but I don't even know what I was about to say. Uh let me guess. You was about to say we moved to Chicago. Oh to right. To the school. We went to school, uh, high school, arts high school, visual arts. That was like, you know, our entryway. Visual art, you said? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let me. Desk books around, so I usually don't do this. Please, let me see. Uh, It's words, words. Okay, okay. So, this is someone I met in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. That's nice. At the school that we attend or attended, School of the Arts in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's definitely they focus on being interdisciplinary so for both of us like our whole relationship to art kind of expanded and we picked up different things that we latched on to like they had us doing a bunch of different shit but there's also things that we genuinely are like immersed in and not just like experimenting with it anyway mm-hmm. it also um, just like affirmed a lot of the I guess ideologies we had before we because I feel like Niggas definitely ran away from home. I tell people this all the time. Like, if you don't leave home, you'll never really figure out, like, what you're on. Because, like, when you're around the same fucking stimuli all the fucking time, how the fuck you going to build a new opinion with no context? No, yeah. In context. And, like, getting that context is so, like, I don't know. It's so, like, it's just awesome. I don't know another word to describe it. But, like, yeah, so we both were already in a space where, like, we're, like, we come from like form, online, art, culture, like sharing stuff, like going out there meeting internet friends and shit. Mm-hmm. And then we got to school, we both 
did the whole studio arch track and then we went in our separate ways but the podcast is our attempt to like i don't know like give space for people just to talk about like their shit and like stuff like that so we're grateful that you like yeah came through because we also like know how jarring it is for like just somebody being like yo can you like pull up and just talk about what you do? No, no, like no other content. I don't even but, know you like that yet, but fuck with me. No, I really appreciate the invite. Like, I really appreciate this. This has been therapeutic, honestly. And also, like, we are both in Chicago, but also, like, he's in the other room. Type shit. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> as far as like, we do have, I don't, I'm sure y'all talked about honorarium, but I don't know if you exchanged like a PayPal or cash app something. Wait, 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 nigga, we still recording. You can't. I mean, nigga, I'm <laughs> editing this shit. <laughs> yeah, but I'll we- I'll let y'all fans know my cash app. Everyone can send me money. Oh, I, hey. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Look, I'm doing a search. If you listening, cash app. McKenna Lyric, M-A-K-E-N-N-A-L-Y-R-I-C. For sure. What's the, what's the other ads? What's all the other... Yeah, give us everything. We're going to put it in the description, too. Like, yeah, just read it out. Instagram like, at... All right. McKenna Lyric with two Cs at the end. What is my PayPal? Let's see. McKenna Alec. M-A-K-E-N-N-A-A-L-I-C-K. That is my PayPal. My Venmo is... McKenna dash lyric. Right up. So, so yeah. put in niggas payment ads. Support independent black artists. Yeah, and where can we find the music? Um, anywhere, literally anywhere. Bandcamp. Um, that's where you can support me directly by buying. Buy Bandcamp tracks. And download Bandcamp to your phones, y'all. If y'all listening, download it to your phone, but Spotify is trash. We waiting on STEM Player Three to drop and save us, but until that happened, <laughs> Bandcamp. Period. Yes. Band title. Mm-hmm. Title and actually buying shit from people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what is the percentage like? If you have this many streams on Spotify, you get like point zero 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 one two three four cents. Look, it's really crazy. Yeah, like, it is. I put my everything into this, and y'all are gonna give me point zero zero one two three four. And it's fucked up because Spotify. It's like one of the most popular, if not Yo. Apple Music. They go back and forth. But hey, I tell people if you want to use a streaming service on my phone right now, I've been using this for years now. Title. This is the highest. They pay the most out of all those little streaming apps to the artists. And it's black owned. It's black owned. Awesome. You don't fuck with Jay Z? Fuck that. He black. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell us more about Title. How is it better than Spotify? Well, I'll tell you, for one, it's cheaper. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you're a student, tap into the student discount. Half off. Hey, you, you can be a student five. forever. Once you get your ID, you can be a fucking student forever, yo. Four ninety nine a month. Period. And they just dropped because I'm pretty sure they did this because of the Spotify little craziness recently with, you know, Joe Rogan saying nigger over 20 times. Um... There's like a free version now. They got like the ad version. Yes. I didn't know that was a thing. Wow. I peeped that. Yeah. So there's look, title. Their their actual sound quality is better. That's already been researched. All, all that shit. You can pay for hi-fi. Yes. 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 So 
Nigga, you was really equipped to answer that. That's yes. Like on some artist shit, simply on some artist shit, like it pays people more, and like not even like a little bit more. It's still that fraction of a cent shit, but it's like much more than. See, but that's the thing. I don't have Spotify, but all the Spotify heads I know, they argue that being able the to augment. No, not the social aspect. Everybody tells me they're like the fact that you can augment the audio quality and change it. They be really fucking into that, yo. Bro, that's available on title as well. For real, they do yes. not have that shit on Apple They're Music. Anti-black. Yeah, Look, this a black interface. This ain't night mode. It's always <laughs> black. Okay. <laughs> wow. They make mixes for me every, all the time, based on what I'm listening. It introduces me to new artists. Yeah. Title. Get some, that's what it shit. should be doing anyway. That's what the other ones do. But this one, I feel like, is a little bit more catered. Wow. Oh, iTunes is definitely beautiful. racist. That shit starts playing any playlist you click on that has niggas in it, it will start playing Gunna 50 songs in. Yes. It'll hit the yes. 50 song mark and then it'll just be like, <laughs> I can't do that. But um, yeah, is there anything you want to leave um, the people with? Um, nothing comes to mind, honestly. Thank y'all for listening. Um, if you like this interview, Listen to my music and stay present. For sure. Thank you for doing this with us. Um, yeah, thank you. Of course. We'll, we'll thank be you sending for the bread your way pretty soon. Wait, you know what we can oh, do? Oh, you, I was going to say, not to cut you off, if you have any material, like promotional images, anything like that that you want to use for like, we post on our Instagram mm-hmm. for the, every interview, like a, I go on Photoshop and go crazy for a little bit. And then, you know, that's like our promo images. So okay, cool. I can like, do you have anything specific? If not, I'll just take what I see and interpret. You know. Period. Period. Okay. Cool. McKenna, what's your um fucking, what is that shit called? How much does your voice cost on like a on a feature shit? Like or some. Like, like I was like, yo, get on my track. Like oh okay well I actually have let me pull up the the notes app thing it's so hard to price like your talent yeah. mm-hmm. that's really like that has been the hardest thing ever yeah I'm um, curious but let's see let's see so if you want a verse with me like writing lyrics and everything that's two hundred if you want background vocals that's one hundred a hook. 150. I also do vocal mixes, um, and it's a sliding scale based on like workload. So yeah, 150. If you want instrumentals, that's about 150 as well. Reach out to McKenna, yo. Yeah, reach out <laughs> to McKenna. Like, Hit me that's, up. that's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's definitely. And you could probably look. Instrumentals are sounding pretty fucking solid. You could might even. Period. No, that is the base level. That's the base level. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, and once we start getting more, I see. That's the scene. Yesterday's price is not today's price. That's where we starting at. See, I didn't understand that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Starting price, listeners. You know what I mean? 200, 150 for some of these services. Once it starts getting a little bit more complex, a little bit more, you, you tapping into my shit for your shit. See, now it's become more collaborative. Yeah. You might have to hype that up a little bit. Yeah. Or you're giving me points for the song. That's something else you could tap into because some people might not have the brain. They might be like, look, 
take a couple points off my song, take 50%. And that might be, you know what I mean? So, you yeah. ATL, there's a lot of artists out there. I know mm. that's how they be moving sometimes. And that's not bad. It's just better than me, bro. I be paying niggas in food. I be yeah, feeling Reggie's like... OC. This, <laughs> is, this has been a trend since we were kids. Look, really? bro. No, I respect that though. Like I will think for you if you buy me. People be with it. People be with it. No, yeah. Niggas be cooking some crazy seafood. I'll be like, yo, this is Yeah, he just made me some salmon yesterday. But um, but yeah, thank you for coming in. Um yeah, thank you for listening to us, to us kind of going rambling and shit like that. We're sorry. We're like super prone to rambling, but it's also because we just good. talk all day. So like. Nah, it's good for you. It is. It's, it's beautiful to see. Yeah. Thank y'all for being radically unspecified. Sometimes you're the frog. And hopefully we can be consistent for y'all. Yeah. Peace to the world, bro. All right. Peace.